Hey friends, this is Mario J. Radford. I'm the pastor of Growth Point Church, and this is our podcast. I pray that it connects, leads, and maybe introduces you to a growing and life-changing relationship with Jesus. Now let's go into the message. I've been in a series for the last few weeks called It's the Attitude for Me. And tonight I want to go to another, not tonight, I'm sorry, this Sunday I want to go into another uh, particular attribute or attitude that God wants to bless. And um, this might touch a little close to home, um, but it's challenging to me as it will be to you. But Matthew, the fifth chapter and verse seven. Oh, let's make our confession. Y'all, I heard y'all heard me. Y'all were texting like, what about our confession? Let's go ahead, grab your phones, grab your iPads, grab your tablets, grab your Bible. You might have gotten from the hotel pre-corona. Go ahead and lift it up right now everywhere and say it together. Let's go. This is God's word for my life. I read it, receive it, understand it, and love it. I'm so glad I have what I need to grow. While I'm taking a drink, put in the comment section, I'm so glad. I'm so glad. We used to sing the song, I'm so glad I'm here in Jesus' name. Uh, Matthew, the fifth chapter and verse seven says this, blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy. Say it again. Blessed are the merciful. If you want to be blessed, be merciful. For the people who are merciful shall receive, not just a blessing, but they shall receive mercy. And today I want to talk from the topic, one of the attributes that God blesses is an attitude that just has mercy. Just mercy. Everyone put in the chat right now, just say just mercy just mercy just mercy just mercy glory to god glory to god um as we move forward thank you very much thank you for um our time and ministry and i want you to get your hearts and i want you to go ahead and i want you to just go ahead and make an announcement to everybody around you and tell them this message is not about you it's about me just go ahead before you start grunting and saying yes and all this stuff just tell them it ain't about you it's about me i just i need this for myself uh before we get into the scripture um i want to use three different examples before I head into the scripture tonight um, and to as we get into this three different um, particular examples I want to use three examples not because um, the number three has any spiritual significance but I want to use three because I couldn't land on just one example <laughs> so that is the real reason it's not because I was trying to do one for the father one for the holy ghost and one for the holy spirit it was because one for the son what had nothing to do with that it was because I couldn't find just one example but in 2019 there was a movie uh, based on the story of Walter McMillan's journey towards redemption um, after being falsely accused of a 1987 murder that he did not do. A young and a newly graduated student from Harvard named Brian Stevenson represented his case. Uh, now, everything, um, this is, it was also based on a book, but it's based on his life story um, of the Mr. McMillan, but everything pointed to Stevenson not winning this case because of all of the racist and the undercover legal proceedings that were stacked against him. Um, Stevenson was told, if you go down this lane, um, you're gonna make a lot of people unhappy. To that statement, he responded and he said, um, I'm not here to make people happy. 
is about justice for my client. No one of color was on uh, McMillan's jury and he was placed on death row a year before his trial. Everything was stacked against him. Everything was pointing towards him not winning his case. And even though uh, Stevenson said, I'm committed to you, this was his first case. He said, I'm committed to you and I wanna make sure that you receive justice and that you get mercy in this particular situation. And everything was saying, no, there's no way you're gonna get it. But despite all the odds, despite all of this, Stevenson won the case and Walter McMillan received mercy. He walked away, um, he, he, he was uh, given another chance to be able to receive and experience redemption. Another example that points towards mercy is in 1992, there was a game that I used to play um, called Mortal Kombat. Um, it's a fighting game and it's not one that I um, um, suggest, but it was a game with brutal and vicious martial arts. Um, one of its most popular lines of the game was, finish him. Um, and when you got to playing for a long time and all of a sudden you would hear this voice and it would say, finish him. The line finish him means there are no more chances. Finish him means there is no mercy for you. It means it's time to destroy you. It means your life is over and by any means necessary, all types of things would happen and that opponent would be done. No mercy, no mercy. The last example that I was thinking about that points to a just mercy is that my youngest son, Miles and I, we watch a show on Netflix called Cobra Kai. Um, it is a story that picks up 20 or so years later after Mr. Miyagi's protege, Daniel, Daniel LaRusso of the 1984 through 1989 version of the Karate Kid, those of you who were not born in the 80s, indulge me for a second, had just beaten Johnny Lawrence in a tournament. Um, now, Miles didn't see the original Karate Kid before Jaden Smith's version, so oftentimes I have to explain to him the references that they make in Cobra Kai when they have flashbacks to the original movie. Um, but without getting too much into the movie and telling you too much of the show, Daniel and Johnny meet back up and they both have a karate dojo. Um, Daniel is using Mr. Miyagi's approach of only fighting when it's time to defend yourself. And Johnny is using his mentor, Sensei John Kreese's approach of showing no mercy. The application of no mercy basically means that it, it, it's, uh, we don't give you a chance. Like when we get an opportunity to strike, we're gonna strike just like Mortal Kombat. When I get an opportunity to hit you, I'm gonna do whatever I gotta do. And that no mercy concept seems to work for Johnny until he's in a situation not only with himself, but with his students and his son, and he needs the very thing that he vowed was weak with Daniel's son. It wasn't until mercy, uh, it wasn't until the mercy that Johnny cut off turned into the mercy that he needed that his approach changed to the way he trained his students. <laughs> now that he needs mercy, 
Now he's on a quest to undo what was harming others to learning what he can do himself to give the very mercy that he said he would never give. It's a funny thing how when you need forgiveness, even though you don't have a life of forgiving. So when Johnny needed mercy, now the no mercy concept went out the window and said, no, I know I said no mercy, but I need mercy and I need another chance. And I want someone to put in the comment section right now, I need mercy and I, I want you to because I do as well. And the word mercy means uh, basically to have compassion for other people. The word mercy means to extend forgiveness or another chance. And I know many of you are asking the question as I ask as well to, to be blessed. And this scripture says, blessed are the merciful for they shall receive mercy. And the question you might ask is, why should I be merciful? And the first reason that we should be merciful is because we receive mercy from God. Uh, I got it from God. So if I got it from God, that means that I have an example of what mercy looks like and how it was given to me. In Ephesians, the second chapter, verse 1 through 5 says this. It says, and you who were dead in trespasses and sins in which you once walked according to the course of this world, following the prince of the power of air, the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience, among whom we all once lived in the passions of our flesh. Who lived in the passions of our flesh? We all once lived in the passions of our flesh, caring about the desires of the body and the mind, and were by nature children of wrath. The reason that we should not operate in this is that all of our nature, if we were all to go under the cover and really look, by nature, we are disobedient. By nature, we are fleshly. By nature, we have desires. That's what the scripture says. Like the rest of mankind. That means that you are more like people people and you are different all of us have something put in the comment section right now all of us have something that if we were to tell the story and pass around uh, and, and, and I could turn this camera around and put it on you all of us got something that we were itching to do but verse 4 says it doesn't stop there it never leaves you at a bad spot God never speaks to you just where you are without pointing you to a desired end verse 4 says but God being rich in mercy uh, that word mercy means compassion. That word mercy means forgiveness. That word mercy means another chance. All of these different things were stacked against me. But verse 4 says, but God being rich in mercy. It's a wonderful thing that many of us want to be rich in stocks. And we want to be rich in all these different things. But heaven says he's rich in mercy. He's rich in chances. He's rich in forgiveness. Because of his great love. That's why he's rich. Because of his great love, which, which he loved us, even when we were we're dead in our trespasses. What does the word trespass mean? It means that we go further than we planned to go. We got into areas that we didn't need to be in. We saw the warning signs, but we did it and went anywhere. I don't know who I'm talking to. And if that identifies with you, put in the comment section, that's me, to be able to say that we all went too far sometimes. All of us, every last one of us have gone too far too many times. And we stayed longer than we wanted to stay and paid more than we wanted to pay. It says right here that all of us were dead in trespasses. But he made us alive together with Christ. By grace, I have been saved. Why do I shout? Why do I praise? Because he gave me mercy. He gave me grace. He gave me mercy. He gave me grace. He gave me mercy. He gave me grace. You need another reason to shout? There is no other reason to shout. He gave me mercy. He gave me grace. He's rich in mercy. His love never runs out. There's no mountain he won't climb up. Uh, there's no thing. He, there's no shadow. He won't the light up coming after me. He's 
a reckless. He, he, will, he will do whatever he's got to do to come to me because he's rich in love. That means rich means I have to find somewhere to spend it. And if there's a life that's miserable, he's got to spend it on us. If there's a life who's shadowed by heavy burdens, he's got to spend it. He's rich in mercy. No one is rich that doesn't have anything that they're going to spend it on. He's rich in mercy. Someone put in the comment section, he's rich in mercy. That's why I am what I am. That's why I do what I do because he's rich. He didn't waste his love on me. He didn't waste his, he didn't waste his blood on me. He didn't waste his grace on me. I am the recipient of the richness of heaven. I am the recipient of the richness of his grace. I am the recipient. Put in the comment section, I am a recipient of it. Justice demanded that I should die. But God, who is rich in mercy, extended his love towards me. It's not that I deserved it, but it's by grace that I'm saved. I'm only preaching because of grace. I'm only preaching because of mercy. I might not get to another point tonight, but I'm only preaching. I'm only alive because of mercy. I know Rich Talbot wrote the song, I'm alive because there's more, but I want to change it. I'm alive because of his mercy. I'm alive because of his grace. I am what I am because of his grace, because of his mercy. It's not that I shouldn't have lost my mind. It's not that car Rick shouldn't have destroyed me. It's not that cancer shouldn't take me. It's not that age shouldn't have destroyed me. It's not that I shouldn't have corona or COVID or any of those different things. But because he's rich in mercy. Someone put in the comment section, he's rich in mercy. My father is rich in houses and in lands. The world, he's, he's rich. Someone put in the comment section. He's rich. That means he'll never be broke. He'll never run out of forgiveness. He'll never run out of grace towards me. He'll never run out of mercy towards me. People might run out, but he'll never run out. More before he takes it away, he'll add more to it. He is rich in mercy. And I give him praise because when I think of the vastness of his love, every time I try to escape it, every time I try to run away from it, David said, if I ascend to the abyss, his love is there. If I extend, go to the higher earth, his love is there. I can never escape his love. I can't go around it. I can't go under it. I can't go over it because his love, his mercy, is rich. Put it in the comment section. I got a rich God. I ain't serving no broke Buddha. I serve a rich God. It's rich, rich, rich. That's why I'm merciful because I received his mercy. Received it. Lest I stay there too long. Oh, my, 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 we receive mercy from God. Not only do we receive it, but the reason that I should be merciful is because I don't receive what I don't give. James 2, 13 says, for God would not show mercy. Uh, this is the good news translation. For God will not show mercy when he judges the person who has not been merciful. Mercy triumphs over judgment. Uh, my wife reads this version, the Good News Translation. For God will not show mercy when he judges the person who has not been merciful. That takes you from a shout to a hum. Because you have to ask, have I been merciful? God will not show mercy to people who are not mercy filled. The same mercy I, the same mercy I can't give is the same mercy that I need for my future. How can I need something that I won't give? Rick Warren says, we need a flexible heart instead of an inflexible ritual. We need a flexible heart instead of an inflexible ritual. 
We deserve punishment and condemnation, but God continues to grant us mercy. I deserved it. I deserved condemnation. I deserved punishment, but God continues to grant me mercy. Now, uh, I'm going to go on. How, how? So I found out why I should be merciful. The question is now, if I'm going to have just mercy, how can we be merciful? Well, this is where we might not shout anymore today. I hope you do because I feel like preaching today. Uh, but if the first thing is how can I be merciful? First, we have to have patience with people. Don't you dare log off. Don't you dare go watch somebody else's message. Don't you dare say I'm not your pastor no more. I am your prophet first you got to make sure you are patient with people someone put in the comment section be patient be patient and this is important because many of us to be truthfully honest we have pushed God so many times but he has never pushed us away we have pushed the limits so many times but God continues to be patient with us you me, your mama, and everybody have irritating habits. All of us have something that is irritating. I know you get irritated by people, but there are things that, and if you will look at the mirror, there are things that irritate others with you. <laughs> we all have irritating habits, but when we refuse to get upset with other people's irritating habits, we are showing mercy. When you refuse to say, hey, when you refuse to fall into that trap and extend mercy. Mercy comes back to you. Ephesians, the fourth chapter, verse two through three says, with all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love, eager to maintain the unity in the bond of the spirit, uh, in the bond of peace, with all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another, being patient with one another. When you see other people in pain, you need to be able to say, I see where I was through you. I can look at you and see what I could have been. I can look at you and see what I, where I could have stayed. Or I can look at you and say, you know what, you're going to come out of that. To be able to do that. James, the 33rd chapter, verse 17 says, but the wisdom from above is first pure, peaceable, gentle, open to reason. Hear this part. Full of mercy. Good fruits impartial. Some of us, and this is why I want to say this, because many of us keep saying, I want wisdom. Lord, grant me wisdom. This says wisdom is full of mercy. I need wisdom for my job. You need mercy. Because when you get wisdom, you get mercy. It's pure. It's peaceable. It's gentle. It's open to reason. It's impartial. It doesn't select who it gives mercy to. I don't know if you've ever been in a room with someone who's not feeling you and they talk to everybody around you but you. Wisdom is not impartial. That's not mercy. That's, that's arrogancy. That's pridefulness. But that's not mercy. Mercy extends because I need it. It's not impartial. It's sincere. Now, if you want to know what wisdom is, the more wise you get, the more merciful you are. The more wisdom you get, the more mercy you get. What that means is the more I learn what I could be without God's grace, the more I extend mercy. <laughs> because the more wisdom you get, what, where does wisdom come? Trials. God, yes, but things I've gone through, things I've suffered, things I've learned, things I've caught that I wasn't taught. <laughs> Learning these different things have taught me wisdom. Has there many, many things, if you will be honest right now, half the stuff you've learned didn't come from a book. 
You learned jokers and hookers and crooks and all this stuff from being around them, dating them, being friends with them, all that type of stuff. So now you can identify somebody a mile away, but that wisdom gives you more mercy. Someone, just someone put in the comment section, you so right, you so right, you so right, I know I am. So the first thing, if you're going to have mercy, how can we be merciful? Is you have to have patience with people. And the second thing is you see hurt, but you don't hurt. A merciful life, one who has just mercy, sees hurt, but doesn't hurt. Oh, Lord, come on, church, don't y'all leave. You see hurt people, but you don't hurt people. <laughs> we always say, hurt people, hurt people. A mercy-filled life sees hurt, but doesn't extend hurt. If you care more, you'll be more aware. There are many hurting people that are around us, especially in this particular pandemic, especially in this time right now. But many of us are not even aware of it. Romans 12, chapter verse 8 says, the one who exhorts in his, in his exhortation, the one who contributes in generosity, the ones who lead with zeal, the one who does acts of mercy, do it with cheerfulness. The one who exhorts, that means the one who's giving encouragement, the one who's on the microphone right now, the one who, who is exhorter or whatever you are, the one who contributes, the one who's giving, uh, whatever it is that you're giving, the one who leads, lead with zeal. He says, and the one who extends acts of mercy, do it with cheerfulness. What that means is you can't extend mercy if you don't have love. You can't give me mercy if you don't love me. You have to love me to give me mercy. <laughs> Ephesians 4 chapter 31 through 32 I'm giving y'all a lot of word It says let all bitterness and wrath and anger And clamor and slander Be put away from you Along with all malice Be kind to one another Tender hearted Forgiving one another Why? As God in Christ forgave you I know we don't preach sermons like this anymore We talk about all the haters And God's gonna get you And God's gonna get them You need to glow up so they can show up And all that type of stuff But this scripture right now It says let all bitterness And wrath And anger And clamor All that stuff Be away from you Be kind to one another Forgive one another as God, I want to say that one more time. Forgive one another. Put in the conversation right now. Forgive. I know it's hard for y'all to say y'all like F you. What you talking about? F you. Forgive you. Forgive one another. Forgive everybody. I want, I, I want to say F. Forgive one another. Forgive one another. Don't y'all dare log off right now. That's the new F you this year. Forgive one another. Forgive one another. Maybe you need to text somebody. F you. What you mean? Forgive you. I forgive you. I forgive you. I decided to let, I decided to let it go. I decided to let it go. I decided to move away. I decided you weren't worth it. I decided you weren't worth my time. I decided I won't go to sleep another night thinking about somebody who ain't thinking about me. I decided I wasn't taking another pill. I decided I wasn't going down another road. I decided I wasn't going down another aisle in the in the in the, in the grocery store because I don't want to see you. I decided I'm gonna let you watch me grow. I decided I'm gonna let you watch me release you. I decided I'm gonna let you let I'm, I'm gonna get you out of my system. I'm gonna grow in front of you. I'm gonna grow in front of you. I'm a release in front of you. I decided to F you. Let you let it go. I decided to forgive you and let it go. Someone put it in the comment section. I decided to let it go. Somebody said, this is the strangest church I've ever been a part of. And it's important because I want Growth Point to be a church of mercy. I want Growth Point to be a church. One of our core values is a place of grace. It's a place where you can start again. 
It's got to be a place that when you come in this room, no matter how you dress, no matter how you look, no matter what your orientation is, no matter if you had an abortion, no matter if you took a pill, no matter if you're not, you're not sure of your orientation, who you are, who you need to be. You don't know if your name is Susan or, or Jack and Jill and you don't know who you are. There's a place of grace for you. And my job is not to convict you. My job is to love you. Come on, Bible. By loving kindness have I drawn you. It's not by my condemnation. There is therefore no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. My job is to point you towards his grace. It is by grace you get saved. It's by grace you get saved. It's by grace you get saved. I wasn't even thinking about Jesus, but he was thinking about me. While I was dead in sins, his great love, I feel like preaching. His great love chased me, ran after me. I wasn't thinking about him. I was trying to go the other direction, but love lifted me. When nothing else could help, love lifted me. I was sinking. I was sinking in deep despair, far away from the peaceful shore. I was very deep. I don't know if anybody ever been like that. I was very deep in my stuff, but love lifted me. Someone put in the comment section, grace. Start over again. I see hurt, but I don't hurt. I extend mercy. Growth point has to be that place of grace. It's your favorite place to be. It's your favorite message to hear. That every time you come and every time you log on, you say, I get to hear about grace again. Now, I don't want those of you who are, uh, now don't, don't think, because you have to understand, I preach holiness. So don't y'all dare say, that goes that new gospel. It ain't a new gospel. You want word for it, I give it to you. John 3.16. For God so loved the world. I know the scripture. I ain't finished. That he gave his only begotten son to whoever believed in him. Who's the whoever? You. Who's the whoever? Anybody. Whoever believed in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. That ain't holiness. Yes, it is. Because John 3.17 that we don't quote says, For he did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but through the world through him might be saved. Why don't you preach that part? We preach holiness is right, but love is right too. Mercy is right too. Grace is right too. Preach Mario Radford. I think I will. His mercy endures forever. That's the first thing. Patience with people. Huh? Yeah, Glory. It sees hurt, but doesn't hurt. Three. I'm trying to trying to I'm trying to let it let it down on you easy. Three. I gotta go deeper. You gotta love the offender, but release the offense. Don't y'all go Snapchat right now. Hold on. Just mercy loves the offender, but releases the offense. That means I do good to people who hurt me. My Lord today, do good to those who hurt me. Here's the part. Give people what they need, not what they deserve. You say, that ain't Bible. Yes, it is. Our whole faith is based on it. Did y'all hear me say earlier, but God, who is rich in mercy, it's not that he, I don't deserve it, but he's rich in mercy. Give people what they need, not what they deserve, because God doesn't give me what I deserve, but what I need. Songwriter said, all I've needed, his hand has provided. All I've needed, 
I hadn't got what I, I didn't get what I deserved. <laughs> I think it's Anthony Brown who wrote the song. I'm so glad God didn't give me what I deserve. Have you ever just given a praise break in the middle of your house and just said, I'm so glad he didn't give me what I deserved. I'm so grateful that they didn't find, I'm so grateful that all of the skeletons didn't come out the closet. I'm so grateful that there are some things that are buried and lost and that are gone. I I know some of y'all been speaking in tongues since you were six months and they thought you were saying mama and baba, but you were saying and you've been speaking and you've been deep for a very long time, but some of us were deep in ish and deep in stuff and we needed mercy and we needed grace and that's why we shout today because of his mercy and how he keeps extending it to me. He didn't give me what I deserve. You don't know what you don't know the things you think I'm qualified to hold this microphone I ain't qualified to hold this microphone if you knew the real story I should be just like you but he didn't let things things be every day by his power he kept on blessing me so I just came to church today to say thank you Lord for all you've done for me I want to thank you for your power I want to thank you for your love I want to thank you for protection every hour somebody in the comment section say thank you thank you thank you thank you Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I might not get to another point. Everybody in the comment section right now say thank you. Thank you. Thank you. What am I thanking you for? For mercy. What am I thanking you for? For another chance. What am I thanking you for? That he didn't give me what he I deserve. Screenshots should have been leaked. Videos should have been leaked. Text messages should have been shown. Text tax records should have been discarded. But he didn't see fit to let none of those things be. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's not that I shouldn't have a fear but he passed over me when he saw the blood he passed over me thank you thank you thank you thank you thank you put in the comment says thank you Lord thank you Lord y'all hadn't praised him in a few minutes y'all ain't praised him in a few weeks you've been waiting on a check I ain't waiting on the check thank you for what you've already done thank you for what you didn't do thank you for what you kept from me put in the comment section thank you thank you thank you Thank you. 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 Jesus. Thank you. 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 Excuse me for a moment. Thank you. 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 My favorite song is Lord. I just want to thank you. I want to thank you. I want to thank you for being so good to me. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you, thank you. Love the offender and release the offense. That's what Jesus did. Let me stop. Luke 6, 35 through 36 says, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Woo, thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. Come on, just put it in the comment section. Lord, I thank you. Woo. Scripture says, bless the Lord, oh my soul, and forget not, forget not your benefits towards me. Woo. Thank you. Woo. Woo. I'm trying to preach, but I can't preach without giving them thanks for mercy. I can't preach without thanking them for mercy. That's the reason that I live a mercy-filled life. Because I deserve judgment. I deserve punishment. I deserve condemnation. But he gave me his mercy. 
mercy. Shamamaya, mercy. I've been trained to preach better than this, but sometimes I want to thank him for his mercy. If Kimberell were here, she would say, lift your hands and say, oh, glory. <laughs> oh, glory. All right. Oh, I'm out shot. All right. So, whew, thank you, Jesus. Let me get out of there. Luke, the sixth chapter, verse 35 to 36. I don't think I'm going to make it. Luke, sixth chapter, verse 35 to 36. But love your enemies and do good. Lend. Yes, that's what I say, too. Expecting. Her, hold on. Don't miss this part. Come on. This part right here. It's probably right here, y'all. Expect nothing in return. That part right there, that's where everybody logged off. Y'all stop speaking in tongues and say, what did he say? Expect nothing in return. Mercy keeps no record of what it does. I was telling my small group the other night, a nurse doesn't leave the hospital room. And after the patient gets well, the nurse doesn't tell the patient, now you deserve to take care of me too. The nurse leaves the patient's room and goes to another room because that's what the nurse is designed to do. To keep taking care of sick people. The nurse never leaves the hospital saying, when are those sick people going to take care of me? I'm asking you, church. Why do you keep waiting on sick-minded people to help you when they can't help themselves? Why do we keep waiting on people who are flaky themselves? They can't trust their own decisions for you to wait for them to be trustworthy to you and to your life. It's not going to happen. He says, expecting nothing in return. Listen to this right here. Anytime you hold on to misery... You're hurting you, not them. God is kind to the grateful and the ungrateful. God is kind to the righteous and to the wicked. That's where we cut people off. If you show me you're wicked, I'm not kind to you. But that's not what God does. Matthew 8, chapter, verse 21 through 22 says, Then Peter came up and said to him, Lord... It's what we do. Lord, hey, Jesus, Yeshua, God, Yah, Elohim, Adonai, God the Father, God, most righteous, holy one, God of our weary years. God, Lord, how often will my brother sin against me and I forgive him? And the cyber church went quiet. God, I think, I, I, do you think I should only forgive them, you know, probably about seven times a day? I, you think, I think that's probably right. Like seven, like I turned this cheek, I turned that cheek, I turned that cheek, and I turned that cheek, and I turned my, and like seven times you think I should let people get over on me? Seven times, right? Jesus said, I do not say to you seven times. I say 77 times. Now you say, oh, so 77 times. Oh, that's all. No, he's not talking about the number. He was saying live a life of forgiveness where you keep no record of how many times you forgive. Some of y'all say, I'm having a hard time receiving this message because you are the one who's holding on to grudges. 
I don't understand what you're trying to say because you live a bitter, miserable life. You cannot, you, are, you cannot understand a message that offends you. Never. It's not me who's offending you. It's the hardness of your heart that's offending you. Jesus said you have to live a, a forgiveness life. Be kind to people. Here, hold this. Be kind to people doesn't mean people will be kind back to you. Try going to a particular fast food restaurant at a certain time of day. You can be nice all you want to, but you are not guaranteed to have a nice person on the other side of that thing. They will make you want to keep driving. But because you're hungry, you stay in that line until you get your food. Listen to this. Don't, I'm, almost finished. I'm finished here. Don't allow people's dysfunction to disrupt your environment. Don't allow the dysfunction of somebody else's life to disrupt your environment. In other words, just because someone has dysfunctional habits doesn't mean your life has to be dysfunctional. Fourth thing, and I'm almost through. You have to extend, the last thing mercy does is it extends hope to the hopeless. Hold on, hold on. Don't take me to Benny Hinn yet. Extends hope to the hopeless. You always get me. I was girl. Hallelujah. No. Extends hope to the hopeless. I'm sorry, y'all. Y'all got to take me home. I didn't take my medicine tonight. You extends hope to the hopeless. That's what mercy does. It extends hope to the hopeless. Jude 22nd chapter and verse 23 says, to, first chapter 23 to 23 says, only one chapter in the book says, have mercy on them who doubt. Save others by snatching them out of the fire. Show others mercy with fear, hating, hating even the garment stained by flesh. What that means is there are people that you're connected to and people that I'm connected to who are not in the in crowd. They need mercy too. I lost you. We have to have what Rick Warren calls premeditated mercy. What does that mean? I decided to forgive you before you did it. I decided to give you a chance before you needed it. I decided that I'm going to stick this thing out no matter how you show yourself. It's premeditated mercy. It's intentionally building friendship with people who have no friends. Jesus, I'm, I'm going to just going to skip through the scripture, but Matthew 6, uh, Matthew 9, 10 through 13 talks about how Jesus, uh, he went to a party. And when he went to a party, he was with tax collectors and all this stuff. And it says that basically the people were like, how are you going to be with tax collectors? Because at that time they were considered the worst of people. And Jesus said to them, he said, uh, do the sick. Uh, he said, do the well, need a physician. He said, no, sick people do. That's why I'm here. I'm here for people who are marginalized. And, and the question I want to ask you as I close, I want to ask you this. I know you love your Christian friends and your believing friends, but when's the last time you talked to somebody who wasn't even talking about Christ? Because what happens is the longer we've been saved, we gravitate to people who speak like us. We gravitate towards people who all they do is have church talk and church conversations. And, and have you heard Todd Delaney's new music? Have you heard Tasha? Kyle? And we, we talk, well, you haven't talked to anybody who listens to J. Cole. You haven't talked to anybody who's listened to Nicki Minaj. Would you? Don't be, don't be, your cousin. 
family reunion. They're not playing Kirk Franklin. So when is the last time we hung out? Mercy needs a place to extend itself. Yes, we shout, we shout because of the mercy we've extended because we are, we are believers and we are followers of Christ. But you know where really mercy shows itself? To people who feel like they don't deserve it. People who feel like they don't, they, they feel like they don't, they're, they're unbelievers and they're not even sure about Christ. But that's where mercy goes. In a few weeks, we're coming back home and all of us shouted about it. In a few weeks, we're coming back to Easter. But when you come, when you get here to the building... Are you going to be so glad to be here that you leave your unbelieving friend at home? Is your praise break going to be that important that the person who's not even thinking about Christ, not even thinking about making the decision, gets left over so you can get your fill and your fix? Mercy is looking for people to give a chance to. And I'm saying that to you today, and I'm saying that to you as far as mercy. The blessed life is a mercy-filled life. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy. And I want to be honest right now to y'all, church, right now. And I'm, I'm through getting hyped for the day. I want, to, I want to be honest with you all. Majority of us believers suck at evangelism. We suck. Can you say that in church? I just did, so I don't know if you can or you can't. We suck at it. We love what we love. We love who we love. And we don't deal with who we don't. If you don't look like me, I don't deal with you. If you live an alternative lifestyle, you go to that church. You don't go to this church. That's not mercy. Mercy loves relationships over rituals. Mercy loves relationship over rules. I'm through. It loves to find somebody. I, I would love to spend some moments telling you about people who are only far away from God because of us. I would love to spend more time talking to you about the people who are not in church and not in the building because of us, not because of him, but because of us. I would love to tell you the people who shout, speak in tongues, play instruments and everything, but the most unmerciful people you will ever meet. Want mercy, want another chance, want forgiveness, but will not forgive you for nothing. Will hold on to a grudge for years. Will not speak to you. Will shout around you and never speak to you. Will want your money, but don't want you. That's not a blessed life. I'm telling you, church, don't y'all log off. Don't y'all I'm not clocking. I'm not mad. I'm not angry. I'm saying I want you to be blessed. I want you to be blessed. I do. And you can't skip over steps. Blessed in the city. Blessed in the field. You can have all those things and never have love. You can have houses. You can have land. You can have cars. You can have stocks and bonuses. But you are ungrateful and you don't forgive people. We don't forgive people. A blessed life is a mercy-filled life. Practicing love. I shout with the best of you. Lord knows I do. Y'all know I do. I'm the most animated preacher you probably know. Yes. But Jesus was never guilty. Jesus was never afraid to be guilty by association. Never. 
everywhere you saw Jesus, he was with somebody who had an issue. <laughs> you remember the woman? Y'all remember her? Y'all remember that episode on Netflix? <laughs> remember that episode where the people, the church people, that's what they do. They said, we caught somebody in the very act of adultery. Y'all remember that episode? They were lined up to tell Jesus about what they saw. I don't know how they found it unless they were looking for it. Brought her to Jesus. They said, what, what does the law say about this? Jesus started writing. And when he, he got through writing, we don't know what he wrote. It says the whole room, the whole whole environment was clean and he looked at the woman he said now where are your accusers she said there aren't any he said go and sin no more you receive mercy meaning I gave you mercy now go extend that to somebody else you'll never forget when you got mercy <laughs> you'll never forget it I don't know anybody right now in the conversation say I never forget you will never forget when God gave you mercy lastly uh, Psalms 145 verse 8 through 9 says the Lord is gracious and merciful he's slow to anger abounding in steadfast love the Lord is good to all his mercy is over all he has made my last point is mercy extends what's needed where it's most needed that's what mercy does I hope that this blessed you. I hope this impacted you in a special way. I really, really do. I really do. I pray this message impacted you. I pray that this week you find a place that mercy needs. Where does mercy need to go? Does mercy need to start with you? Does it need to start in your heart? Does it need to start in your house? Does it need to start in your conversations? Does it? If it does, practice say, Lord, I want to live. I don't want to live a finish him. A mortal combat life I want to live a just mercy life as we head into Easter and we're in Lent season right now I want you to ask yourself this question and it's gonna be a hard one but I want to ask yourself you ask yourself this question who do I need to give a second chance to it's a hard one ask yourself who do I need to give a second chance to? God's given you one. Who do you need to extend it to? You want to be blessed? Give a second chance to somebody. <laughs> I want to take this time to thank you for your prayers, support, and generous giving that make this ministry possible. For more ways to connect, visit online at growthpointchurch.org. If you've enjoyed today's message, you can like, subscribe, share with your friends, or take a screenshot and share on your social stories and tag us at My Growth Point. Until next time, keep growing.